afternoon on this sunny uh, Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. This is the On Track podcast, season three, episode 12. Uh, Herb is off this week, so uh, you've got the pleasure of listening to me for, I believe, the fourth week in a row. Uh, Eric Ritchie, the Vice President and Chief Operating Officer. And with me here in spacious podcast studio A on this beautiful day, I have Tim LePage, Northern Maine Operations Manager. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Tim. And as always, sitting silently off to the side, avoiding the microphone, is our trusty sidekick, the man that keeps us straight. Hello. Jason Light. Thank you, Jason. That was the first thing you've ever said on the podcast, I think. So wow. I feel pretty privileged today. Uh, so we've got uh, a decent lineup here for you, I think. Um, again, Tim's joining us to talk a little bit about Northern Maine, but running through the rest of the outline, we've got some project awards to talk about. Uh, main topic is uh, the Northern Maine region and a little bit of a work review for 2022. We've got some shout outs. A healthy amount came in this week. Uh, Price is Right, which was the cost of a 2016 KTEC pole scraper that we have in the Mid-Atlantic. And then we've got some announcements. No history topic this week. Uh, again, Herb will be back around next week and look forward to hearing a little more history of the company. I hope everybody enjoys that as much as I do. So rolling right into project low bids and awards, uh, we were not low bidder on any projects last week. However, we did receive some news on a few projects. Uh, we were awarded two solar projects with uh, Nexamp, who we've done quite a bit of work with at this point. And Tim, I know you've worked with them a lot. Yes, I have. Uh, one down in Surrey and one down in South Thomaston. We also got the go-ahead on another Northern Maine project, a uh, project up in Greenville at the Northern Light Hospital, an expansion they're doing. Uh, we'll be working for GC Dunbar and Braun on that project. And I believe, Tim, the majority of that work is next year's work, but we got a little bit of work starting off this year. Yeah, a little bit of work to get them up, going and start to build the next late, late in the year and then following year, hit it hard. That should be a nice little site job for us, which is good. So we're going to roll right into the main topic, which is uh, the Northern Maine region and a little bit of a work review. Um, after that, we'll get uh, Justin Embry from the Mid-Atlantic on the phone to talk a little bit about safety, but... First, Tim, what do you got going on in Northern Maine? What are you looking at coming up here in the next few weeks? All right. Well, in Northern Maine, um, we're gonna we got a few projects we got to clean up from last year. I'll start with that. We've got a Perry pump station. Um, we got a Perry pump station job where we have to go and finish up like 400 feet of services, pave it. That'll be done. Eastport Airport. We completed it all. Little punch list. Remove some silt fence. Baileyville landfill. A uh, little bit of uh, fixing a few washouts here or there, but mostly done there. Roxbury win. Um, again, just go back and check the site over to make sure the grass catches. We didn't seed it till late October, so make sure that catches any erosion issues there. And then um, Eastport at the wastewater treatment facility, completed that. Grass growth and the Louisiana Pacific project up in Holton. We got to go up there and do a little cleanup there. So, yep. I mean, this, this probably two or $3 million worth of work in there. Just clean those up. Hope we get an early start on those to get them knocked out before. Knock them out. Then onto the new stuff. Onto the new stuff. So the new stuff, uh, it's good to, know, to hear that we got a Baileyville landfill. We got a, a project up there, which is going to tie nicely to the other projects to help us, uh, multitask with, with, uh, crews to 
help minimize the mobs in the area. So that'll be a good little project for us. Looking forward to that. Keith's going to head up there and take that over for us. Keith, so. Keith is back running the Down East Division and of Sergeant again this year. So at least for a period of time. It carries on for another year. That so it does. Uh, Perry, Coast, Perry Coast Guard project. We went in there and got all the foundations done last year and the buildings are up. Um, we have to go back and do pretty much a little bit of site grading, the leach fields, finishing touches. So later this summer, we'll do that and get grass growing on that project. So that'd be a nice little one to knock out uh, in the area also. Uh, Norswalk Landfill, we did uh, finally come to agreement. So we'll be starting a project over there. It's a two-year project, roughly $9.6 million. Oh, $9.6 million so uh, over two years. So we've been working on that for a couple of years, and hopefully that'll work into more work. Uh, for our upcoming work in the area, there's a bunch of work coming out over there. Yeah, and I, I want to pause there, Tim, and, and give you a, an early shout out here on the podcast. I know you put a lot of time and effort into the, the, the Norwich Walk negotiations. Uh, your relationship with those folks over there is honestly pretty critical to our success over there. And uh, that's sometimes a trying process, but you stick with it and you get through it. And uh, I should have mentioned that during the low bid and uh, awards, but uh, happy to hear that we at least have a verbal at this time and yep. waiting on a contract. So yep. it should be a good chunk of work for us. Yep. Good chunk of work. And like uh, I said, hopefully it'll continue on for years to come over. There's a bunch coming out. They got so, a lot of work to do. Yep. A lot of work coming out. Um uh, Jonesport Fish Farm. Um, there's another project coming out that was supposed to start early um, in January, February, but it's uh, been pushed back a little bit due to uh, some price increases due to the world, how it's acting right now. So we yeah. met with them on site last week, and it is going to move forward, but it's going to be a summer start, which actually helps us with our backlog. So that'll roll into summer, go into winter, and then phase two is an additional probably two years worth of work. So it looks like there's going to be a, a good amount of work down the Jonesport area for years to come also. So. Yeah, and that Kingfish group really seems to have their act together. Um, dealing with them in some early meetings, and I know you've been talking to them since. <clears throat> seems like a great group to work with. They have a good understanding of what they're doing, and uh, it's going to be an interesting project. What a great little site, oh, too. It's a beautiful little site down there. Beautiful site right in the bay. I mean, it's a really interesting site, too, to see the process of, I mean, the just a quick snapshot. We're going out in the bay. 5,000 feet for a discharge pipe. I mean, that's yeah. just cool stuff. Yeah, it's I pretty mean, cool. Pretty and cool. To see all the infrastructure they're going to put in place after that to grow a lot of fish, which is, uh, it's just pretty fascinating to me anyway. So I'm, I'm glad we're a part of it. And as you said, there is hopefully a lot of work to be negotiated with them after the fact, because there's multiple phases of this. And uh, I'm hoping that we'll be on that project for the next couple of years to come. Yep. Me too. Um, and then of course, the, Eric mentioned the Greenville airport, that's going to be a project, a two year project also starting this year and then finishing next year. So we look forward to that. We continue on the solar train in central Maine. Um, uh, we've got a bunch going on There's a bunch more out there. So we're going to continue on doing that work. Uh, we have to finish up phase two up at Brasswa dam, which will be a fall project. Uh, probably August or September, we'll go up there and finish that up. Nice yep. little project. Finish that up. First phase went well. First phase went really well. And uh, now that we've actually learned from the first phase, we've, I think we're, the second phase is going to go even better. We know the players all involved and we know a little more what to expect. And um, I think it's going to be help us a lot more. We actually went up this winter and actually staged material because they had some issues with uh, roads, uh, local roads having weight limits. So yep. we went up and stockpiled material on the other side of the dam. We got a bunch of material. And so it's going to be a, that's going to help us. That's quite what a bit. it's all about getting ahead of the game when we can. Yep. So. Yeah. Especially when it helps us too. When we're slow, it, it really works good for us. And then the last project is is the uh, anchor for the big one. The Northern Maine <laughs> is I three ninety five Brewer. So people have been noticed. We started over there. We've uh, hit it hard the first couple months getting the sand blanking in, and uh, the second week of April we'll start installing wicks. 
and uh, getting those in and uh, a few cru- crucial uh, crossings um, and streams that we got to wait till the July deadline, but we're working a plan and planning to work right now. And it's going to come together really nice over there. I'm really excited to be part of this project for multiple years, three year yeah. project. And it's uh, going to be a fun one to be involved with. So I think it's fair to say people will see us focusing really more on the 395 end, so to speak of the project for a period of time, as you mentioned, uh, there's a big preload area in there that has to have wicks driven through it. Uh, some of the crossings, I've had a lot of people that don't work for Sergeant reaching out to me by call, text, Facebook messages, just saying, wow, you guys are really slamming that thing into place. Like they can't believe how quickly it's shaping up. And I always like to tell them, well, that's just what our guys do. They, they slam things into place and make it happen. But, uh, certainly a big effort this winter. And I know Scott Blanchard had given a shout out last week, but just a big effort by a lot of folks working a really lot of odd and off hours to get material to the project fighting mother nature and uh it's put us in a good spot so far it really has it's really crucial to get this in so we get the wicks because it has to wait nine months the surcharge so it's going to help us if we would have waited lost four months because of the uh, spring roads and weather it would have just kicked us back into into more challenging conditions so it was huge getting that part done yeah absolutely so, yeah it worked out well absolutely yep. so what else you got going on well that's about, I say that's about it. It's a lot, it's a lot going on and I'm sure there's going to be stuff popping out, popping up through the year with other projects. You know, we're still bidding, we're still being choosy, but we do need some more fall work, but, uh, it really looks good in Northern Maine and it's going to be a fun year from everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, sitting here, Tim, we talk a lot about, uh, I'll kind of switch gears on you just for a second in terms of mentoring or in terms of the workload and things, we talk a lot about that, but, uh, just want to get a little bit of your feel on uh, kind of what you're seeing out there from folks and mentoring and anything good that you're seeing in the field these days. I, I mean, to me, uh, mentoring is probably our most important trait that we're doing. Not only am I mentoring, but I see that, you know, foremen are mentoring other superintendents, um, excuse me, laborers and superintendents are mentoring foremen to get them the next level. Um, surveyors, we got chief surveyors, we got surveyors that are mentoring, you know, summer interns to, um, be able to be able to run the, the GPS stick and take as built and everybody. It's just, it's, it's a great to see that people are doing it up and down the line. It's not just, yeah. not just us saying we're doing it. People are actually doing it and uh, making it happen is really impressive. Yeah. And it's a big part of our future for uh, many, many, many years to come. I would say it's going to be critical to the success of this company and the growth of this company. Yeah. Um, but the longevity especially. And, uh, I think that history of mentoring speaks to the longevity of the company. So yep. that's uh, good. How's the family doing? Doing awesome. My daughter won States there a couple of weeks ago, so that's pretty good. Now yeah. we're on the softball. So yeah, pretty impressive, pretty proud of her. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I got to pause right there. You, and everyone knows at this point, I think that you have triplets, two boys and a girl. So yep. your daughter has won two state championships or junior year. Uh, actually three. Uh, uh, well, all total high school, she has three, but she won two or one, a freshman, one, a sophomore. And won her uh junior year they lost in states in in field hockey they lost in states that's right they lost in states i apologize for that but uh how many state championships do your boys have between Uh, the two of them it's a big joke they have zero (laughs) (laughs) so that's going well in the house so far i'm sure but it's going going over really good makes it a little active well i appreciate the light humor Uh, you know we try and keep it light as much as we can and and, uh, we've talked a lot operationally lately before we get into our safety topic which uh you know it's ramping up on the safety side too but you know, I, I've kind of used the analogy that our season's at the point where if we're an airplane, we're on the taxiway right now and we're rounding the corner to the runway and we're first for takeoff. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, that throttle is going to start pushing forward and it, we're going we're gonna to be rising fast here pretty soon. It is. So, I mean, the sun, the snow's melted, the sun's coming out. 
Things we are just, drying up. We just need a little bit of dry weather and get ready because we're going to go. Yep. We're going to be ready and we've got plenty of stuff to get out of the gates on and yep. uh, we're going to get out of the gates with a strong start. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about that lately too, that you never have to recover from a strong start. So that's where we're at. We've been doing a lot of planning this winter, uh, a lot of planning by a lot of people. And I, I think we're in a great position starting the season out. Yep. So looking forward to getting everybody back to work and, uh, and just getting moving. Me it's going to be great. Make it happen. Yeah. Make that dirt fly, make the dust fly. Uh, that's you, we make you're our just money. like me. We see these sunny days outside of these windows and I start getting a little antsy, just yeah, yeah. It's, it's time to take off. So, yeah. So I appreciate the uh, the update on Northern Maine, Tim. Well, let's uh, let's dial up Justin Emery down in the Mid Atlantic and see if he's available for a safety talk. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Justin. It's Eric, Tim LePage, and the silent one, Jason Light, sitting next to me. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, guys. How about yourselves? Uh, I'm doing great. I think LePage is always doing great. And uh, Jason, he's not going to tell us otherwise. So, uh, <laughs> but no, we're all doing great up here. Justin, how's your weather down there today? Oh, I don't want to rub it in, but it's beautiful in 70 today. So Ooh, we, uh, uh, we're, we're going to take advantage of it. Well, we're beautiful in 35. So we're, as usual, I'm <laughs> half as good as you, but that's, uh, that's pretty normal. Uh, so Justin, we just, uh, we're talking a little bit about Northern Maine here and figured we'd dolly up and get into the safety topic for the week. Sounds good guys. So, uh, this week I wanted to kind of talk about something that we've, we've talked about a number of times before and, you know, and I think that it could be talked about all the time, but it, it really comes down to some of our biggest issues that we've ever run into and things that we see that happen out there are caused by our lack of situ situational awareness. So that's kind of what I really wanted to talk about. And we, we say that all the time and, you know, it's situa situational awareness is really, it, it's really being aware of where you are. Where, where you're supposed to be, what's, what's going on around you. And, and more importantly than that, it's, is there anything that's around you that can cause harm to you or any of your coworkers, whether that's at work or otherwise. So our situational awareness gets clouded a lot of times by complacency and familiarity. And, you know, when we should be using that knowledge and experience to kind of understand what's really going on around us to help our, ourselves and everyone else, you know, stay safe. So, you know, how we read a situation really influences a lot of, you know, what we do and when we do it and why we do it based on our own experiences or and, and even other distractions that are kind of happening out there, you know, especially on a construction site. I mean, we all know, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on out there, and, you know, and you can get tied up in kind of the task at hand, the thoughts that are going on and, you know, and that, and that makes us fail to spot some of the things that can really be a major threat, you know, to, to a lot of us. You know, slips, trips, and falls. I know we we see these on our STAs and and everything on a on a pretty much on a daily basis. But you know, an example, of kind of what I would like to say is, you know, I was on a site yesterday, and you know, I was watching the pipe crew kind of uh, you know finish up uh, putting some pipe in the ground. They were shoveling out some silt, and there's rebar there that you know that's laid horizontal to the pipe, and you know, it, it's mostly encased. And there's a you know a cap that's fall fell you know fallen off there. And uh, without even saying anything, one of our guys, uh, Matt McDaniel, reached down, grabbed the cap, and just instinctively put it back on. And it was a That's great example of situational awareness. He saw that it came off when someone came down into the hole. And, you know, that can be the difference sometimes of somebody getting hurt or not. And, 
you know, there's, there's things we can do, obviously, you know, I don't want to say we want to live on the edge and, you know, and constantly be worried about, you know, what could happen if, you know, we don't want to be, you know, living, living scared, so to speak, but, you know, kind of looking around you and picking up things, you know, that housekeeping that, that can really, uh, you know, improve or, or reduce the risk of, of one of us having something happen. And that's, that's just overall situational awareness. And that, that goes for when we're in our equipment as well. You know, if we've got an operator that's, you know, uh, loading trucks and he's watching his counterweight and doing those things, I mean, you know, we can, uh, you know, always stay on edge to a degree. I mean, you don't want to be so paranoid you can't get the job done, but we really have to keep our eyes peeled. And that's that's a big thing for me. And, you know, I, I see it all the time. We've got some really great examples of guys that are out there in the field and girls out there that are doing this every day. But the day that we don't do it is the day that something is probably going to happen. That's 100 percent. I'm on board with what you're saying, Justin. You know, so it's it's constant you know, constant awareness of what's changing because every job changes every day. So no. And, and, and that's actually one thing that I wanted to mention, Justin, uh, you know, really appreciate the topic because we, we do talk a lot about it and it's, you know, situational awareness is one of those phrases that it could mean a ton of different things. Right. And you just hit upon a lot of them, but, uh, I jotted a couple notes when you're talking. And one thing that you mentioned at the end, that's a big one to me is, is changes, changing conditions, changing procedures, changing what you're doing, whether it's you're on a utility crew and all of a sudden you run into a conflict that you either did or didn't know was there. The weather changes, all those things changes during the course of a day. And it usually means that we have to change what we're doing as a result of that. <clears throat> and that recognition of that and slowing down. And that was the other part. Uh, you know, you mentioned complacency and all those things. Oftentimes I know for me personally, I find that, uh, when I make mistakes, it's because mentally I'm going too fast. Uh, a lot of times my brain is 500 yards out in front of my body at times. And I have to really slow myself down mentally. And, uh, the last part about that, you know, you're talking about operators and those type of things. We have some work to do in terms of, uh, damage to equipment, that type of stuff. But, uh, a big piece of that to me is, is folks also slowing down and looking out for each other on the site and being there to be a lookout for that guy that's backing up, being there to be a lookout for that guy in a machine who's swinging a counterweight around in a downtown area with people on the sidewalks and those type of things. It's, uh, it's really looking out for each other. And Tim, I'm sure you see a lot of it in the course of a day and have seen many things over the years that situational awareness, a little better situational awareness would have solved the problem. Yep. And to kind of add to that a little bit, Eric, is, you know, we all have a plan and we think it's the best plan and we want to work a plan, but if it, you get out there and the plan doesn't work, don't be afraid to say, Hey, the plan didn't work. Sometimes the best laid plans don't work, but you've got to be able to notify it adjust to it and go from it. That, yep. That's situational awareness right there. If, if you, the hair sticks up in the back of your neck, usually something's wrong and just stop. Yeah. Readjust and change. And trust me, your, your gut will tell you a lot. And, and don't this. be afraid to be that person that says we need to stop and adjust. And yep. that's when it's critically, uh, <clears throat> critically important to take that time out. As you said, uh, to me, there's nothing wrong with having a plan that doesn't work. The problem is when you just keep going with that plan, uh, because you're going to see the same results. So don't be bashful about stopping, uh, developing another plan, or hopefully you've already got a plan B, C, and D. Some of us take that all the way out to Z at times if we need to, um, but you're always ready to roll and and you're always ready to adapt and and keep moving. So big part of that is just communicating with your people around you. And that's the biggest thing right there, that communication. I mean, if you see a hazard, you spot something that's not right. Don't don't turn a blind eye to it. Deal with the situation. You know, we say, hey guys, we 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 need to address this. I mean, we've we we can't say that enough. And I know that Eric and, and all the senior leadership, everyone is on the same page with look, take a step back. We we need to fix something before something bad could happen. Um so 
that's that's just a real big one. It's a, a daily daily thing, in my opinion. Yeah, Justin, you know that uh, having the courage, having the strength to speak up, uh, not always easy, depending on the situation or the person. Um, I went to some safety trainings many years ago that uh, the instructor used to read us a poem every year. And I, I can't recite the poem word for word, but the, uh, the initial opening of it was, I could have saved a life today, but I chose to look the other way. And, uh, you know, it's even the little things, a guy climbing up on something with no fall protection, just taking the time to look at one of your fellow coworkers and somebody you care about and say, Hey, you know, we've got the safety gear here for this. Let's do it the right way and slow down to do that. So, well, you know, and, and we, we know we obviously have some very strong personalities with it, within our industry and within the company. And, and sometimes that we're not always the most approachable, but I can promise you, you know, that everyone that has been with this company and, and the folks that we want to be the future of our, of our company are going to take a look at that. They may not necessarily love the fact that they have to do it, but I know and, and fully believe that they are going to do the right thing every single time. Absolutely. And they have the backing to do that from everybody in this company. Yep. So, 100%. well, Justin, really appreciate you joining. You're going to stick on and do some shout outs with us. Absolutely. And we can uh, have you drop off after that. Cause I'm sure you've got a busy workload down there between uh, projects stretching from Charles County, Maryland, down to Asheville, North Carolina. And you're onboarding a lot of new people these days as well. So some time spent yep. in the field with them is yep. worthwhile. We're going to, we're going to get some more people on, so we'll get these done and I'll, uh, we'll get back to it. Sounds good, buddy. So we'll go into shout outs. Tim, you want to start? Yes, I will start. Um, the first shout out is by Derek True. Um, he has a shout out to Adam Teenant and the Bat Cove crew, um, for understanding and allowing, uh, me to take an unpaid day off in the middle of the week due to an unexpected family medical emergency. He said, it's nice to know you can put your home family first and know that your work family will have your back. It's a great shout out, Derek. That's a, a great shout out. And Derek really appreciate you acknowledging Adam for that. Uh, you know, this stuff happens all the time and all around the company and, uh, and we try and treat each other well, but it's just nice to hear coworkers recognize each other for that. So thank you. Um, next shout outs from uh, Zach Sherry. Zach has a shout out to everyone who reached out to he and his family over the past week. He's so thankful to be surrounded by such an amazing group of people. The road to recovery would be a challenge, but with the support we have, we will make it. A big thanks to Jim Braley for stopping by my house to install a ramp so I could easily get through our entrance door. Thank you again to everyone. So for those that don't know, Zach had a, a car accident uh, earlier, well, later last week, I guess it was. Uh, forget the exact day, but uh, a fairly serious accident. And uh, But Zach uh, thankfully made it through the accident, and after uh, some surgery to repair some broken bones and a few other things, he's, he's on the mend at this point. But uh First and foremost, Zach, really just appreciate the uh, the shout out. Appreciate you acknowledging Jim and a kudos to Jim as well, uh, and everyone out there that reached out to Zach. But uh, we're glad you're with us. We're we're here when you're ready to come back to work, and when you're healthy enough to come back to work. But in the meantime, take care of you and your family. Absolutely, Zach. Get well soon. All right, we want to give a Tyler Waterfield wanted to give a shout out to Richard Bostic and Toby Shiflett on the scrapers. They do a good job at the fills, keeping me free to focus on working with the trucks. Great shout out, Tyler. That is a good one. Ah, the next shout out here is from Timothy Cole. He wants to give a shout out to the Mid-Atlantic, Jake Little, for taking over the dirt cut to load trucks with a 490 link belt, which freed him up to go lay some pipe. He says he's going to be a great hull operator in the future. He says also another shout out to the Microsoft crew who had to go on a little silt recovery mission after a heavy rain. It was good to see the entire team working hard and still trying to have fun with it. 
So that's always slippery at times. You get that silt that slides off trying to get out there and collaborate it, but good to see they had fun with it. That's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah, that is what it's all about, working hard and having fun. Uh, that's still one of our missions. Uh, Nick Rosswog would like to give a shout-out to Superintendent John Madigan for his efforts to get the Buncombe County Landfill Project in Alexander, North Carolina, up and running. He's been putting in long hours managing subs and handling all the pre-construction surveying, all while being six hours away from home. His dedication to this project is not going unnoticed. I also have a shout-out to Rick Powell and his crew on the Microsoft Data Center Project in South Hill, Virginia. We have been faced with many challenges and delays from the start, and they have always seemed to find solutions to keep production moving. Moving, They are the definition of honing our craft and winning in the field. It's a great shout-out, Nick, and uh, kudos to all you guys down there. Uh, you've had a good early start to the season, and that hard work is appreciated by everyone around the company. Absolutely. And, and on that note, you know, the, for, for both John and Rick, I know that I was actually on Sunday, I was talking to John Madigan about coordinating some of the new hires that were starting this week. And uh, John was on site yesterday or on uh, on Sunday uh, by about four thirty five o'clock. So he's definitely been putting those in there. So, you know, great job, John. Yes, excellent. Our last shout out, I think, today is going to be from Casey Noyes. And she wanted to give a shout out to Camden Jondro. Been working in H- HCSS forms some since the super and foreman training. And one of the forms I built was equipment inspection portion of the time card. Camden found it and gave it a try. Whoop, whoop. Hey, that Great was a job, pretty, Kate. that was a pretty good whoop whoop, by the way. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good, good work. Hey, uh, I got two quick little shout outs to add on here, Eric, if you don't mind. Oh, go right ahead. You've got the mic. Hey, my first shout out is going to be to Ricky Clement over in Jay Solar. Uh, he took over for Tim Blaze, took a little vacation. And, uh, last week with the snow melt and spring hitting us, the, uh, site turned into a, a mud bath. And I appreciate his efforts and the crew's efforts over there to battle through some uh, situations, all hands on deck. We moved more people in. And they've uh, pretty much conquered the issues, and we just got a third-party report uh, with no uh, erosion issues at all. So kudos to the him and his hard work, and especially getting thrown into a, somebody else's. Yeah, uh, appreciate that. Uh, getting thrown into a fire isn't always an easy thing to do, and uh, well, Ricky's the right guy with the right demeanor, so yeah. appreciate that, Rick, yep. greatly. And my other shout-out is to Scott and Mike Thibodeau for the uh, 395 project. It really uh, warms my heart to see uh, the planning uh, come together and actually work in a plan. Uh, those guys are both working together as a team, and I'm helping out a little bit here or there when I can, but it's really a, a great effort to see them work in a plan and work. It makes it fun to see it all come together, and it's it's just a start, but I can see this, that this job is going to move along nicely with that group of guys we got over there, not a, and also with the foreman also, but it's nice Absolutely. to see those guys get together and work it. So, Well, I can tell you, Tim, from my seat, uh, knowing that you were the operations manager and we had Scott as a super and then Mike uh, coming on as a project manager and Mike and Scott had worked very well together on West Gardner, very yep. successful job for us. Um, it puts a lot of nerves at ease right from the get-go, knowing that you got a good solid team on something. So uh, great job. we got a long ways to go on that job, but so far we're off to the right start. Yep. So that concludes our shout-outs for this week. Round of applause for everyone. And we're on to the Price is Right. Price is Right. All right, Eric. So the Price is... Oh, wait for the music, Tim. I'm sorry. I get excited. Okay, the price is right last week was for the cost of a KTAC 1228 pole scraper. Um, we bought them in Atlantic. So 
Mark Wright, he had a 555, 555, was low. Was low. And the high bidder was Ben Watson with $535,673. Close second was Keith Edgecombe at $171,000, but the winner is Derek Trueworthy. His bid was $325,755. The actual price of the scraper is $327,400. So he was within 2000 bucks. Good job. That's a pretty close guess, uh, Derek, and uh, kind of makes me wonder who you know or how many times you've priced out K-Tech scrapers. But uh, definitely, congratulations, Derek, and you'll be getting a gift card to the Sergeant store. Appreciate everyone that submitted guests. Uh, next week, our Price is Right is going to be... What was the cost of a 2022 Caterpillar D6N LGP dozer? And I can tell you the cost of those things have gone up substantially just in the last two years. Uh, We're seeing that across the board on all equipment. So look forward to many more guesses. Get your guesses in. You certainly can't win if you don't get a guess in. Uh, On to announcements. And we do have an announcement this week. Uh, A couple things. If you're not receiving the podcast or reminders via the texting app and would like to, please make sure Tina, uh, Tina Bouchard here in our office, has your correct cell phone number. And you can either call Tina or email her. And an announcement from Amy Soames, the Food Makeover Winners announcement. Excited to share the following three winners and their prizes for participating in our first wellness campaign for 2022. Uh, The first winner is Mark Wright, who gets a Ninja Air Fryer and a $100 gift card to grocery store of his choice. Uh, the second winner is Jenny Glan, who also gets a Ninja Air Fryer and a $100 gift card to a grocery store of her choice. That will buy you two pieces of steak, Jenny, just so that you're well aware. I've <laughs> been shopping lately myself. And the third winner is Pete Perizzo, who gets a $50 gift card from Well Steps. So big congratulations to all the winners. A good round of applause for Mark, Jenny, and Pete. And uh, I would tell you, I own an air fryer myself. And uh, if you don't have one and one of you is just getting that for the first time, Use it. You're not going to be uh, dissatisfied. I, I throw practically everything in that thing, and uh, it comes out the right way. So, yeah. And for me, it's simple because it has pictures on it. So with that said, we're playing the outro music. Who are you mentoring today? Mr. LePage, anything to add? Have fun and zero accidents. Zero accidents. Have a safe and good week. Be kind. <laughs>